What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy Podcast. I'm your coach and host, Josh, here with his co-host and co-coach, KG, and I'm on the mic. We've got another incredible episode of Motivation Monday for you, coming at you strong every Monday, getting these episodes out where we go over our favorite quotes, go over a client shout out and answer your questions. And we have a really great episode today. We're going to teach you how to do your first pull up, how to stop hitting snooze and does height affect strength training and so, so much more. But I'm feeling the fire today. Let's jump right into it with Mr. Kyle's quote. Buddy, I am absolutely fired up. You cannot believe it. I'm ready to jump off the wall. And my quote for this week is, no one is perfect. That's why pencils have erasers. And, you know, I just came across this when I was looking for some motivational quotes. I thought it was good. Like, I mean, I guess here's the thing. Like, you know, it sucks because there are Sharpies that you can't really like erase and pens and stuff. But, you know, still like pencils have erasers for a reason. But you know, the whole concept of this quote, I feel like I, I haven't been getting the greatest quotes out here, but, um, you know, I always like to expand and like, there's a reason I'll bring some of them up is none of us are perfect. Like we all have those, you know, um, issues that we go through and we all have just, you know, ups and downs. But at the end of the day, what matters most is that we keep moving forward. We do the best we can. And, uh, you know, yeah, that's why pencils have erasers. Ain't that the truth? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, you know, some, some quotes really fire me up, but this one, it's got a good lesson behind it. So I think that's what's most important. Yeah, it definitely doesn't like motivate me, but I'm like, oh, I, I like the concept of it. Like it is true, right? I mean, I think, yeah, there, there's a very big lesson in perfection. You know, even like people all the time, my clients will say, well, it's so easy for you. You, you are perfect. You and Kyle, like you always just work out always. You never eat anything bad. You never do anything wrong. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like that's yeah. not the case at all. Like I'm so human, you know, and even like the people in your life that you think are so perfect, you know, like celebrities or leaders, like, you know, everyone has things where they make mistakes they mess up and like, that's okay. It's not the end of the world. And, you know, even in your own journey, it's absolutely okay to make a mistake. And one big thing we're all about is not being all or nothing. Like when you make a little mistake, like imagine you're sketching and you make one little mistake, right? To Kyle's point. And then you go, ah, and you start scratching over the whole thing, messing up the whole page. Like that'd be so pointless, you know? And sometimes you can't undo mistakes, but I also think it's a good lesson that life keeps on going. Uh, you know, nothing is really definite. You can always pull yourself out of it. And I think that's a perfect segue into my quote. So I'm going to take it. Uh, so my quote is success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. So to add on to what Kyle said, like, that's exactly it. Failure is not fatal. You know, if you think one mistake just kills your whole journey and that's the end of it, you're not going to go very far. You know, it's about really saying, okay, I made a mistake. I need to continue. And just the same, like I know so many people that follow meal plan for four weeks, they work out for three hours a day. They look great. They, they reach this point of success and they think it's final. Then they stop doing that and they end up exactly where they were, right? Like there's no destination that is the final destination. Like life is fluid. You know, it's like water. I love that analogy. It just keeps flowing. It works over rocks. It erodes. It's a strong force. It just keeps going. And it's up to you to decide, you know, are you going to continue it going with a strong force and a strong will? Or are you going to just kind of give up and just say, oh, I messed up. That's it. I quit. And, you know, I really, really recommend just, and once again, you'll notice too, the more we've interviewed so many guests and all the time we say like, what is the secret to fitness? And everyone agrees it's consistency. It's just continuing to show up, having that courage to continue. And when you do that and you understand you're not perfect, you're really going to go a long way. I love it. Yeah. There's literally like no like end in sight. You know, it's like what I mean by that is even myself after accomplishing like so many things and Josh and everyone that we interview and just, you know, it's kind of like a lot of people think like there's just like a final destination, but it's like, 
the, you know, the water fl- still keeps flowing. Like we all, we all keep finding that next thing. Like you hit a, a PR on this. Okay. It's like, what's next, you know? Um, but that was a really good quote. It's uh, it's something to kind of like remind you guys of. Cause like, I know a lot of people are like, Oh, once I, I hit this weight, I'm going to be happy. And then that's it. It's like, no, there's, there's always something or else you become stagnant. You, you become, you know, average, like you're not evolving. And, and that's something that we wanted to remind you of. And even to Kyle's point, you know, even me right now, there's a bunch of little headaches I'm dealing with and it drives me nuts. And I just keep thinking, I'll be happy once this is done. I'll be happy once this goes away, you know? And I'm like, Ooh, I kind of had to stop myself from that because uh, I think Kyle says it best. Kyle's the best example in the world. He says there will always be nonsense. That's the word he likes to use. And (laughs) nonsense is just little things. You know, it's that little thorn in your side. It's that little injury. It's that, you know, annoying person at work. It's whatever it may be, right? Like you have to kind of like accept these things happen and you need to learn to enjoy those moments when things are hard, when they are challenging, when, you know, things pop up because I mean, he really nailed it with that. Like so much so like Kyle, just for whatever reason, like things break, it happens. Like he's literally budgeted in that he needs a little bit of extra money to deal with those things. And like, I think that's just such a good attitude because even me, I'm like, what can I budget in now that there's a little bit more nonsense right now? Like, and what I did to budget in is I'm like, I'm going to spend a little bit more time meditating today, you know, and I took my time. I did some time meditating. I've been really into like Epsom hot baths lately. So after I crush my workout, I'm going to treat myself with one of those. And like, you know, that's like me kind of budgeting in to deal with it. So I can be perfectly happy in this moment. Because the second I go through this, there'll just be a new thing. And like, you know, once again, it's not to have that outlook as oh, everything's negative, there'll always be so many struggles. Like, it's just more so to say embrace it, you know, it happens, you'll have great streaks, you'll have poor streaks. And just the same, I really like to encourage clients. Um, when people check in, um, I had a few clients this week, and I said, Hey, coach, like, I really don't have much to say. My training has been perfect. My nutrition has been perfect. I feel better than I ever have. I'm losing weight. I'm gaining muscle. Like, is this bad that I have nothing to say? And I'm like, no, like when things are going perfectly great for you, like, you know, store that in your head, put that right in the back of your mind, you know, channel that away because um, there'll be a time when things aren't going your way, when life gets busy, when, you know, the plan gets derailed a little bit and even in your head to reach and say, Hey, you know, I did these things right. I pushed through it. You know, that can be a big, big positive. And just the same, like when someone had a really tough week and they still did what they could to get through it, I'm like, Hey, listen, this is a test, right? Like, during this test, if you can do your best, you can take care of the factors you want to take care of. For instance, let's say you go to a gym and that gym um, completely gets like waterlogged or something or it's closed down. You can't work out for a week, right? It's like, how can I take advantage of this? How can I still work out from home? How can I do better than ever with my nutrition? Because when you can succeed, when everything, when all the guns are pointing at you, you're going to be laughing when you have an easy breeze and easy kind of destination there. And, you know, I just like that idea of thinking of it that way of everything's training you and building you up. And by being consistent, it really just makes it easier and easier. Dude, we could end this episode here and that would just be straight fire for every listener. But there yeah. we go. The the pencil paid off, buddy. <laughs> yeah, dude. I love it. And I kind of had like literally before this, I was planning on talking about it. Like when it rains, it pours, you know, even for myself lately, you know, I've just been thinking about it. Like I was talking to Josh yesterday and it just like, it seems like I can't catch a break. Like just so many things going on like this past like month and a half or so. But like, because I've trained myself for so many years to build up these habits of like meditation, of being active, of drinking water, of eating healthy, of like doing everything, of focusing on stress management, even though it is tough, it's like everything that's testing me right now, it's like, sure, it is hard to get through, but it's like, it's, I'm, I'm making it happen. I'm, I'm making it work, right? Like, for example, you know, a family member had passed away recently. And, you know, a lot of times like we, all, and I wanted to share this as well, because, um, 
we talk about how other clients do this and like what our thoughts are. And like, I wanted to let you know, like I lead by example as well. And you know, once again, it's very easy just to eat junk food to like, you know, drink alcohol and just do everything that makes you feel good for a second, but nothing that's good for you. So literally as soon as I found out, I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me spend a couple of minutes meditating, do what I need to do. I went for a run to the beach. I started focusing on myself. I started focusing on doing something that's going to actually help me out versus something that's just going to hurt me in the long run. So once again, like it's easy to say this and like a lot of times like we do, but it's like, no, listen, we don't just say this because we think it's great. It's like, no, this is, these are the things that we actually do like as, as real life humans when, when trial and, you know, when things come up, when, when things are trying to test you. So once again, I just want to share that with you. Like, you know, trust me, like when it rains, it pours, but at the end of the day, when you build up those habits and build up these you know, constant daily habits, even if it's like the greatest day, like even if it's the greatest day in the world, I'm still going to keep practicing it because they come in handy for when it's not the greatest day in the world. So I just want to share that with everyone. Yeah, I think that's such an important lesson. And, you know, it's something I, I really encourage everyone to do. And it's so awesome to see that, you know, um, Kyle's going through that with his loss right now. That's really tough. And, you know, he said, hey, like, I could, I like to see this, like, why make yourself suffer um, when you're already suffering from pain, right? Like, sadness and sorrow is okay. You know, I believe everyone should take all the time they need to grieve and process however they choose to do it. Um, but just the same, like, you know, heaven forbid, if something ever happened to me, I wouldn't want like my loved ones sitting around making themselves feel worse, engaging in behaviors that are only going to tear them down, not build them up. Like, it's so important more than ever that when something goes really wrong like that, or you have a challenge or a, a sorrow in your life that you say, like, how can I build my up in this moment like how can I take care of myself properly like would it be proper for Kyle to take care of himself by chugging 20 beers um, you know uh, doing something crazy staying up all night not working at all not taking care of himself not working out no like he's gonna feel worse because of it and then you kind of get in this sore of sadness right guilt you know then you feel remorse and you repeat the cycle like it can just be tough and just the same when all that's going on sometimes you know the endorphins of crushing a great workout, you know, filling yourself with better food, it really helps you uh, think clearly, and it does go a long way. So I think, you know, that was so incredibly well said. I know it's not always the easiest thing. But once again, it's something good to keep in the back of your mind and definitely be mindful of there. Yeah. And just like one last add on, I'm glad you brought up like how good it feels to work out is like, because of the things that have been testing me, I haven't taken a rest day for, you know, over a week and a half, right. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because it's like, working out will always be there for you, like going for that run, you know, getting that workout in. And once again, it doesn't have to be a three hour workout. I know sometimes people are like, Oh, I know you have to take care of what's going on and address the situation at hand. But I'm like, I still have time to like, to get a workout in like even just all my rest days. I'm like, I'm going to feel a 100 times better just from, you know, just lifting some weights, going for that run, going for that walk. And it's like, I just want to share that because like, sometimes people are like, Oh, I'm not going to work out for the next two weeks now. And it's like, no, but it's actually going to make you feel 100 times better. Yeah, I'm laughing over here because me and Kyle have a quote we put on our Twitter a lot um, that we really, really like. And it's that relationships come and go, but 225 pounds, <clears throat> sorry, it's 225 pounds. Always. <laughs> so basically what that means is like, yeah, yeah, like two plates, it'll always be there. The gym will always be there for you. It's not going to change. Like weight is inherent. You know, it's kind of a stupid quote, uh, but it's one we've always kind of liked. And like he nailed it, you know, even sometimes like, you know, someone asked me recently what I do to stay energized through the day. And I'm like, I go for like five, 10 minute walk. But sometimes when I feel so tired and wiped, just go on that walk and everything resets. It's crazy. Like, 
endorphins are a powerful thing, right? Like it's a natural high in your brain. You know, your body's releasing these chemicals to feel good, to feel empowered. And like, it's an awesome thing to take advantage of and just taking care of yourself. I think just everything feels clear. Everyone can relate, you know, when you're eating well, training, right, drinking a lot of water, your skin's clearer. Uh, everything just feels right. Your stomach feels better. You have less agitation. You sleep better. Um, you know, once again, the effects are limitless. So I think Kyle nailed it there. And one little thought I had just to, I want to throw out here was I was reading literally this morning um, in this Tribes and Mentors book. The reason I really like it is I just read like kind of three pages to start the morning. It's not a huge read, but I'm reading from someone different and all different kinds of people. One person was like a model designer ballerina. This guy is like an Olympic record holder uh, for lifting. Like there's just so many different people like tech gurus, like it's kind of different because I'm very used to learning and engaging with people inside my um, circle, you know, like the certain influence I have, obviously fitness, fitness people, business people, well-being people, you know, I learn a lot from them, but I like challenge myself and try and, you know, take from all different sources. And what I really liked about him is he said he really struggled a long time, you know, similar to what Kyle was saying of letting things get to you, right? Um so like, why do things get to you? How do they feel? Like, you know, and he, he would find he would overreact in situations or he'd get angry or we've talked before at the road rage or whatever it may be. Right. Um, and he said, eventually a client asked him and he answered the client saying, you know, whatever happens, I want you to take a hundred percent of the blame for it. Like, I want you to own up, even if it's not your fault, like what could have you done to prevent it? And, you know, we've always said, and I've said this many times here, but for whatever reason, this made me look at it from a new viewpoint. Um, things don't happen to you. They happen because of you. Um, like that's a quote we did like, and like, there's just so many examples. I forget the exact one I had recently, um, you know, but even just the same, like me and Kyle went to go pick up this thing from the store yesterday and it ended up taking like so much longer. It was such a headache, like something wasn't in stock. They didn't tell us, you know, but like even in that moment, I feel like me and Kyle both would be less angry if we're like, you know what, um, you know, maybe if we went in and we followed up sooner and we, you know, propose the solution earlier, it'd bug us less, or if we went earlier, whatever it is, like, there's always an example of things, even today, like I was dealing with some really frustrating emails um, for this thing I'm getting done. And I'm like, eh, at the end of the day, like, I can sit and get angry, but they're just doing their job. Like, maybe I didn't clarify things as well as I could have, like, and you almost feel better kind of like absolving yourself of the blame by giving yourself the blame. Because instead of pointing fingers at everyone, you know, you're the reason I don't work out, you're the reason I'm not healthy, you're the reason I'm sad, like, you know, if you can really just look and have that introspection, and just own up to everything like never be the one to blame someone else or point the finger like i feel like you go from being a victim to being someone who can take action right like no matter what happens like it really puts the ball in your court uh even a good example there was someone we wanted to share something that we did something with recently um they're like oh i don't have this particular link right and you know it's interesting because even for us we're like oh it sucks that person didn't kind of fall through with that um, but then I thought about it. I'm like, well, we didn't do a perfect job laying out everything to make it so easy for them. Like it can still always like we can always do better in the situation. I think every situation could be a learning moment. Um, so that was something I thought was pretty cool. And I like that way of looking at it that he had because he said nothing clicked with him for a long time. So I'm going to actively challenge myself with that a little bit more. Yeah, that was so well said. And like even here's the thing is like when we look at ourselves as the victim, like we automatically assume there's nothing that can be fixed there's nothing that we could have done better and like you know it's not saying to like be hard on yourself but to like seriously yeah. just like take a few seconds and be like what could have changed here and like when i assess the situation that we went through yesterday i was absolutely triggered 
um, for sure. Like I was, I was late for something like, or almost late. And it's just like, you know, I was definitely a little bit stressed from that, but it's like when I, I spend a couple minutes, like usually I get super stressed when I'm late. Like that's the one thing that, um, can really affect me. Like usually that will just like leave me feeling super overwhelmed, but it's like a lesson learned. Hey, give yourself more time. Like I literally expected us to show up, pick up the gym equipment, everything be ready. And it's like, that's my fault for sure. Like saying it's thinking that right. And even a situation last week where I was like late for something and you know, I just, I didn't give myself enough time. So it's like, okay, sure. This other person could have done a better job, you know, sure this happened, but what could I have done better? Okay. I could have given myself more time, lesson learned, let's move forward. And, and, you know, once again, none of us are perfect. That's why we have erasers. So I thought that was really well said and I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, some definitely some fun thoughts this week. I definitely like adding in this little section. You know, if you ever have any feedback about the episode, if you're like, hey, I love the quotes, do more quotes, or I love the thoughts, or do more questions, like we're always happy to hear what everyone's thinking. You know, just shoot us a message on Instagram at ColossusFit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. Um, speaking of our Instagram, we post all of the client shoutouts we talk about here. So you can visually see their transformation as well as their three to six tips that they personally feel were the biggest game changers for them. And obviously, if you like listening to us, you like learning from me and Kyle, who also in turn learn from other great minds, you know, all around the world. Um, it's also great to learn from people that have done what you want to do. Like if you're looking at our Instagram, you're like, this person literally has the body I want. They made the transformation I want. What the heck? Like right there, we list out kind of their biggest tips. And like I said, sometimes, you know, you can say something to someone a hundred different ways and 99 of them will go like out in one door out the other. Um, but there's one thing that'll click. It'll change everything. You know, sometimes it's that little piece of advice that, thing that sticks with you. So I really recommend, you know, taking the time to follow our page and reading out these things because these are incredible lessons. And if you really look into them, you'll, you'll see the merit of that. But, but who's the client shout out this week? Yeah. So we got Sean and his post uh, went up a couple of days ago. You can see uh, he's just lost a ton of body fat. Like we don't even need to talk about numbers. You can just tell from the photo. He actually hasn't had a scale for like three weeks because he just took a he's looking a jack too. that yeah. lean muscle. Frick, dude, it was incredible. And like, you know, he's into calisthenics and that's definitely not my like forte. But when he, I just knew he was like a beauty when he was like signing up. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to spend time learning about it, you know, put together some like handstand push ups, like just, you know, else it's like just lots of cool movements that once again, I'm not like an expert in, but I, I feel confident enough to give him a perfect and solid routine. Um, but, anyways, like, long story short, he just came to me and like, you could tell, you know, had a little bit less confidence and just like, just wanted to feel better, feel better in his own skin. And a lot of us probably feel that way right if you're listening to this you probably just want to gain more confidence feel better and just be able to feel comfortable with less clothes on right that's what a lot of people are striving for so you can see how that transformation took place um, and even when he had said like in our Facebook group he said just loving life right now my mind is absolutely blowing that this can be done eating fun foods and still enjoying eating out um, Kyle I can't thank you enough dude this has not only changed my body but I've developed so many healthy habits and gained so much confidence in other parts of my life not only in the gym or with my shirt off at the beach this changed my life I left Michigan and moved to South, South Florida on my own have a great weekend and he gave the tips of like I asked him I said hey man what are the top four tips that led to your transformation? He sent me a text. I shared that. So you can see, you know, being honest with himself, being challenged with a program, having accountability, all that good stuff. But like, yeah, it's just, it's incredible what you can accomplish when you, and here's the thing is like, there was so much that went on. Like he was still incorporating some drinks, right? Like moving in, um, he, you know, he was still drinking on the weekends, like having his family um, come down and visit him and just even like barely having an apartment to stay in. Like it was a lot of, 
you know, back and forth and trying to make it work and trying to figure out. And that's, what's so cool about this transformation is it wasn't like a 12 week, like, Hey, here's, everything's perfect. It's like, you know, from having no job to a job, like we just went through so many things and I'm just really proud and he deserves all the uh, support and love. And, you know, now it's time to reverse diet. And, and, you know, he, he feels very confident to go on off, off on his own, but like now we have a next phase of to like, now I need to start adding calories back in. And that's where a lot of people don't see work being done is because yes, I had to bring his calories down a little bit lower, but you can't maintain that much. Right. And that's why um, he has me as a coach to help him get through this next phase, reverse diet, add some more calories back in, gain some more muscle. And uh, yeah, really good job, brother. Yeah, I love exactly what he said. Uh, you know, everything he said there was so valuable. And in particular, you know, one thing I like is that he, you know, invested in himself when he didn't have a job, because I think it's really easy to, you know, kind of try to downsize and, you know, avoid everything the second it gets a little bit financially tight. Um, but, you know, one thing I'd recommend for everyone, one thing I wish I did myself, you know, was spend a lot more time investing in yourself. You know, it's just, it goes such a long way. Every dollar I spend in myself, I swear I've gotten like 50 back like every little course, every lesson, uh, you know, even for clients with online coaching, like you can just advance so much faster. And in particular, you know, when everything else is kind of crumbling around you, just spend some time and take that chance to invest in yourself. Like, you know, for me, if I have to take a chance or a gamble on anything, I'd love for it to be on myself. So, you know, that's one thing we really do recommend, you know, in particular, it's amazing how people will pay for everything. You know, they'll pay for renovations, they'll pay for fancy new car. But like when it comes to investing in yourself and your own well-being, it's like, eh, I'll put that off or I could do that cheaper, you know, but at the end of the day, like that really should be on your mind is like, this is the number one thing I need to do. So just something I want to challenge everyone with today. Uh, anything to add there? No, I, you know, uh, one thing that you brought up, which is great is, and I had this on my weekly thoughts for last week, but I didn't say is like, how much are you willing to spend remodeling your house? Okay. That's my question. Some people are like, I don't know, like what the heck, you know, I know you're going through renovations, but my question is, let's look at your house as your body, right? It truly is your house. It's the most important factor. You live in it constantly. And it's, in my opinion, just as important, right? If not more. And I find a lot of times, like what you had said is like a lot of times people are so quick to like, okay, I'm going to spend a hundred grand for this washroom. Uh, you know, not a washroom, but like a hundred grand. I don't know anything about this stuff. Like people will spend a lot and it's like, I'm not here to judge. That's not what I do, but it's like, okay, but what about the most important house? Like how much are you actually willing to invest? We've talked about this before. And a lot of times our bank statements will say like what, what we care about the most. And very often it's our bodies and our health that gets deprived because we care too much about our cars and our houses and our possessions. And just something to think about that. I also wanted to mention. That's an amazing point. And one thing I want to add to take that a, a, le a level deeper is like, you know, to me, and I think to most people, it's like, okay, if I spend, you know, five, 10 K remodeling my bathroom, this will add 20 to 30 K to the value of my house. So I'm going to see it back. I'm going to enjoy it. Right. And it's really easy to look like in terms of monetary, it's like, oh, if I buy this much Bitcoin, I could make this much more. Right. But just the same, like, like I said, by looking at your, your body the same way, like how will I feel when I'm my physically, you know, fittest self, when I'm thinking my clearest, will I get a promotion at work? Will I feel better than ever? Will I have more energy to do more with my friends? Will I be 10 times happier? Will I be 10 times more educated? Will I be more consistent? Will I have better relationships? Will I have better connections? Like that's how you should be viewing yourself once again, because your body, like 
it literally you could even Kyle, like anything we've done, even things in retrospect that have felt like a flop, like conferences we've gone to that were like, eh, or whatever. Like I still learned so much and there's things that stuck with me or things that challenged my mentality or helped me grow or look for higher levels. Like all these things are just so valuable. And once again, like I really, really recommend investing yourself, especially in your interests. You know, it's so funny. We, we've spoken about this at length, so I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but it's like, oh, 20K for a graduate program I don't care about. No problem, you know, but it's like, eh, $400 for me to do a course that interests me, not a chance. You know, like it's, it's just really bat, like lopsided, you know, and especially too, if you're struggling to get in shape and you haven't been able to, and you want to do that like quickly, but efficiently and in a healthy way, like me and Kyle have the mechanism to do that for you. Like we produce well over a thousand successful transformations. We got great deals going on right now. So, you know, if you want to invest in yourself, uh, we got you. If you want to learn other skills, there's a million different ways to go about that. Um, but yeah, if you want to learn more about what we do, our online coaching, uh, you can click the first link in the description down below. I'll link our website. I'll do that right now. Um, and you can check that out there and learn all about that, which is pretty awesome. But without further ado, what is the question out of the mailbag? First question that is. Question number one, something that seems to be a lot more popular than I thought. I'm not going to lie. It seems like a lot of people have been wondering about how to avoid hitting the snooze button. It's something that I didn't really think we would like, you know, have on a like I thought we would just talk about it, but it's like, it seems like it's very popular. Right. And um, so we wanted to address it. We wanted to give you, you know, a step-by-step process of how to avoid hitting the snooze button. Now, a lot of you know here, we do not like the snooze button. We do not believe in it. We don't think it's, it's literally the first decision you make in the day. If your first decision is you putting off your dreams, not even putting off your dreams, but just like not achieving what you say you're going to achieve. You say you're going to get up at six, get up at six. Like that first step is what, in my opinion, dictates how the day goes, right? So I personally don't believe I've hit this news button for three to four years now. And I don't say that to brag, but simply to let you know that like I used to, and I used to lay there and lay there and lay there and think that you know, I was going to become more energized and just, it wasn't, it just never ended up working out well. So I wanted to give you some of my personal tips. It's our client's weekly challenge for this week is to actually, when you say you're going to get up, get up. So don't hit the snooze button. You say you're up at six, get up at six, stop losing trust in yourself. Stop putting it off. Uh, I, I don't mean to be hard here, but trust me, like it will make your life a lot better. So number one thing I'd say is just simply placing the alarm in a hard to reach area. Now, I personally just do it across the room. I know some people will do it like if they're in their bedroom, they'll put it in, in the washroom. Um, obviously, it's different. Like it depends on, you know, if you can hear it from there, but that's going to be the first step. If you're alarm is like right beside your nightstand. I do believe some people can do it, but it's so much easier just to pretty much reach over, turn it off and go back to bed. Like when you make it hard for yourself, that's the first step. Okay. So that's going to be number one. Number two is simply having a plan. Now, this is where I used to struggle for a very long time is I used to say, I'm going to get up at five and then have nothing to do and then be meeting up with Josh at like 930. And that's very tough because you don't really have a game plan. You don't have like things laid out. Um, you know, it just, I would just go back to bed. And once again, if you go back to bed, you end up feeling worse. So having a plan, putting in your calendar, laying things out will always help. Starting small is going to be number three. Honestly, if you're used to waking up at 8 a.m. and you want to start doing 6 a.m., I don't recommend it. I'd say start with 15 to 30 minute incre in increments. Just like anything, starting small and working your way down is always going to be super, super important. Number four, 
simply make it a non-negotiable or have real stakes. So if you say, Hey, listen, you know, if I don't snooze three times this week and get my workout in, I'll treat myself to this thing on the weekend or um, on the opposite end, a negative uh, thing you can do, which still works is if I don't snooze three times this week, I'll donate $50 to the charity that I don't like. And then last but not least, work on your nighttime routine. This is where I find most people struggle is they um, essentially just have a really poor nighttime routine. And this really, really, really has so many negative effects. They're staying up till 12. You know, they're not like chilling out before bed. They're eating right before bed. Their digestion's off. They're having caffeine later in the afternoon. So all of these things add up way more than you think. So simply, I mean, obviously there's a lot to this, but those are my top five tips that I feel like will make a big difference. That's why I love uh, the Monday episodes. You got an episode in an episode. Yeah. Kyle killed it. Um, I'm guessing you have those listed out. So I did. Uh, so I gave that a, uh, sorry. Yeah, I, I, I wanted you to talk, but I'm like, I have it right here. So these are the five tips that I gave all of our clients. Once again, in our coaching group, we do weekly challenges. We do um, weekly goal setting. We do weekly group calls. There's a lot that goes on, but I want to share this with all of you as well. Cause you guys are all family as well. So yeah, let's hit them with that in the show notes. Uh, you can grab everything you need in the show notes. You can see the quotes. You can see the client shout out. You can get the links to our website, our Instagram, our free Facebook group. And I also just want to take a second to say shout out if you are new to this podcast. If you just discovered us in the last few weeks, uh, it seems like the podcast is blowing up. I noticed, you know, that's it largely in thanks to, you know, all you incredible people. Like, it's just amazing how many people recommend us to other people. And like, we love that because we're all about, you know, that community of like, you know, people know it's good, right? If one person likes something, it's subjective. But when the community and, you know, an amazing community at that, everyone starts enjoying it. They're sharing episodes. They're telling their friends. They're, you know, we're going to show it's on TikTok, YouTube, other people's Instagrams. Like, really means the world. So thank you so much. And if you're new here, we really hope you're enjoying what you're listening to. The old episodes are great, too. I know some people like to start from the bottom, which me and Kyle are always like, what? You know, it's so interesting. But I guess it makes sense as well. So thanks for being here. Thanks for being a listener and uh, taking the time to, you know, chill with me and Kyle on uh, Monday, Thursday, and every other Wednesday. Uh, so jumping into the second question, how does your height affect your strength training? Uh, so that's really interesting. I first story I, I read that is I thought, um, does strength training affect your height? Because uh, oh, yeah. that is something I, we get, <laughs> we asked, get quite, asked quite quite often. And, you know, short answer, um, you know, science hasn't been conclusively linked to that. You know, at most, the biggest fear is compression of the spine. So when you're really young, this is a separate question, but may as well address it. Like if you have someone that's really young, like you have an 11-year-old son or daughter and you probably don't want to rush and make them do like overhead pressing or, you know, any overhead press like that, that's going to be really, really tough on their spine. I personally think it's such a great thing. And like, I wish even way earlier, you know, like in hockey, they had us doing push-ups and squats and dry land and all these things. And like the more, most important thing I'd say for like a different question, I guess, what's the most important thing you'd say for a really young lifter, like someone under 16 is to learn to move, especially as you're growing. Right. And, you know, even to this question of height, I've had so many different phases because I'm 6'2 now. I started lifting probably when I was like, I don't know, 5'7 or something, 5'6. Like that's a pretty significant change in how I moved. And it was funny because I noticed when I was growing a lot, like when I'd walk through walls, I'd uh, bump into them. Like I'd catch myself clipping them, especially as I got wider and wider from lifting, right? As my shoulders built out, my back and my chest, like it's kind of a funny little thing. But I think that's just a great analogy of showing how when you put on size and when you grow taller, um, it does really change your leverages. And in particular, 
there's an adage that taller people tend to be more awkward and it's not you know there without a reason because it's true right when you're taller you have lengthier arms i can definitely talk because i got some pretty long arms um it makes things a little bit more challenging so if you're someone that is really tall or you're growing a lot i'd really really recommend spending time to learn how to move learn how to jump learn how to twist, learn how to balance, learn how to control, learn how to squat. You know, it goes such a long way. And especially like it was such a good example. Speaking of seminars, we were doing a seminar and, um, you know, at the seminar, the teacher was showing a squat of this really, really tall guy. He said, how does a squat look? And everyone's like, oh, that is the worst squat I've ever seen. He's like bending on his one knee. He's completely shifted. Like his hips are entirely shifted. This guy's an idiot like has he ever worked out in his life he looks so skinny and then the teacher's like this guy is an nba player and we're like what what the actual heck right but if you think about it nba players in particular you pivot off of one foot you jump off of one foot it makes sense they'd be that they'd be dominant to that hip right and even me like i've noticed i have some i had some pretty funky imbalances from hockey and skateboarding and all these things so even for me taking a step back learning how to move doing a lot of unilateral training focusing on balance focusing on form filming myself seeing how i did things um that really did kind of help me a ton like even if you look back though on my early squats they look kind of janky. I don't know. I tried hard uh, low bar for one time and it just was not for me. It just looks so funny. I'm sure Kyle remembers. Yeah. It was quite a thing, but you, you got to find what works for you. You got to be consistent. You got to keep showing up. You got to have people that challenge you and you got to learn to move. So there's my long answer. Yeah. And like, even kind of adding on, I'd say the one like thing about strength training, like when it comes to height, like obviously, you know, we're, we're very different people. Josh is over six foot and I'm well under under six uh, feet so well under five feet <laughs> well under five imagine <laughs> oh man that would be funny no i always uh, thought i was taller i'd always say i'm like five nine and then like we went for a dexa scan and they're like you're five seven i'm like and josh was there and he's just like ripping on me he's like oh man i'll never i'll never live that down but uh i'd give you five eight i don't know yeah, I, feel like I, I just say five eight there. i just round up a bit you know tell tell the ladies i'm a little taller <laughs> no i'm kidding it's funny because um, i'm tall but even for me i was always like shorter like I, a lot of my friends were like six seven six 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 four bunch of i guess i was around a bunch of freaks so yeah i hate <laughs> being like near near tall people every time we take photos i'm standing on my tippy toes <laughs> with you but um no like seriously the biggest difference will be just essentially leverages and like you know where josh may excel in some different areas of powerlifting i may excel in uh, the opposite end right so for him even like when he comes when it comes to deadlifting um you know he's got amazing leverages he's got really long legs he's got really long arms whereas when it comes to the bench press like for someone like himself um his arms are just super long so like you know um it's just obviously like gonna I'm be putting it on him. a roof that's what i always say like yeah it's insane i got to do like twice the rep most people would have to do but yeah. for deadlifts i don't have to lift the bar as high so you know, you get your strengths and weaknesses from your leverages and some people have more optimal ones and others not, but you gotta learn to roll with it. Right. Yeah. And even like Mike Rosa, who's going to be on our uh, uh, podcast in a couple of weeks and he's going to come out, like he has over four or five bench press, but like he has T-Rex arms. Like he'll, he'll say like straight up, like he has like such short arms. So like the biggest thing is that you might have some things where you may not be as good at it. It might be harder for you to do. But like one thing I want to let you know is like a lot of times people are like, They'll always talk about height. It's like, oh, I'm not meant to do this. I can't do this. Like, just find what works best for you and try not to think about it too much. Because if you're always thinking, like, if Josh is always like, oh, you know, unfortunately, I got long arms. I can't bench press. It sucks. Like, it's hard for me. Like, it's not the same as Mike Rosa or Kyle and this and that. It's like, it's going to affect his mindset, his training. Like, just 
figure out what works best for you. Sometimes you might have to take a wider stance if your leverages are a bit different. Maybe for him, his um, arms will be a bit wider for the bench press, um, whereas mine might be a bit closer. The squat, you know, I'll do low bar squats. He does high bar squats. A lot of it comes down to just what works best and what feels best for you. Yep, absolutely nailed it. That was such a great answer. Hopefully that answers some of the height questions. Um, you know, once again, too, like we've talked about it before. If you're taller, expect to be heavier. There's no shame. And if you're like, you know, over six foot as a woman, you're over 200 pounds and you're perfectly lean, like you don't need to be 100 pounds, you know, like it's it is what it is. And you really just got to learn, like, we have the body we have, we got to work with it. Even like, you know, it's so funny, even like, I, for whatever reason, like, I guess from doing this longer, you, you look at anatomy a different way. Like, even I was walking, I'm like, my goodness, like this one girl had such a big pelvis. Like it was just the most interesting thing. Like it was just, you could tell like her pelvic bone was just so much bigger. And because of that, she was like really curvy, but it was just so unique because her upper body was so small. And like, I was just thinking like, and she had like gym shark something. And I'm thinking like, this is the exact type of person. I mean, maybe she's not, maybe she's the greatest person in the world, but that'll post like, here are my top three tips to get a huge booty, right? Or something. And everyone will pay a ton of money, you know? And it's like, a lot of that does kind of come around to anatomy, right? Like if you have a bigger pelvic bone, it's naturally probably going to help you have bigger glutes, right? You know, and once again, these are all just interesting little things that make us us. And I think it's definitely cool to see even, you know, we look a lot like you'll notice people with anterior pelvic tilt, you know, uh, postural issues, like, and a lot of these things are things that can be avoidable or fixed or optimized, like just the same, you know, we want to optimize our strengths. And, you know, um, we really are sorry, optimize our weaknesses. And we also want to make sure we're taking advantage of our strengths, right? Right? You don't want to overtrain them or let them be so dominant that it prevents you from working other things. Like even me, I got the strongest uh, quads in the world. My hamstrings, not so much. You know, I'm, I was working out with my one buddy who I'm very, very significantly stronger than. And I, he was actually crushing me on the hamstring curl. And I'm like, I honestly don't know what it is. But because of that, I do like pretty much three to one ham to quad training. And like, this is why it's so important to have really customized training because you need to address these things, right? Like, if you just do the exact workout I'm doing, it's going to leave out key things you need to be focused in on. And, you know, it's just a fun little, uh, you know, interesting, different outlook you can have at it. I love it. And even kind of going into the next question, talking about this exercise is like, even for you, like, it's obviously harder to do a pull up, like your arms are significantly yeah. longer, you have to pull yourself up, you're, you know, a lot heavier and like than myself, especially. So it's like, we Come all on, have man. Those- like you're not fat or overweight. Okay. You're, you're like 50, 40 pounds. Ever. No, I'm 178. Yeah. You got close at one point. Remember? Yeah. That was but, the, uh, that was I'll the flipping down, we called so, it. Yeah. I, honestly, I just say for fun, I'll go down to 210. You go up to 220. Let's see what happens. No, I refuse. That's where <laughs> I, I won't be able to do any pull-ups, but, um, and I'll have to need, I'll need these tips, but no, there's nothing wrong with um, not being able to do pull-ups. It kind of uh, goes into the next question because we get asked this so much is like, especially from females, Hey, like it's a goal of a lot of our clients and they're all crushing it, which is awesome. But we want to give you the resources as well. Like what uh, my client Sabina just asked this, which is awesome. She saved the day for this podcast. I've never done a pull-up before. Um, what are some good exercises to help me build up to it? So um, I'm really excited about this. I guess we can each probably give, um, give a couple different tips. Uh, Once again, make sure to follow us on Instagram because if you are not following us on Instagram, you miss out on some great content. Um, Literally last week, we shared our five easy exercises to increase your pull-ups, literally just using a regular bar. Like in a park, we filmed it, something that we constantly do. It's something we constantly program. Now, I'm gonna go over some of the top ones um, right now so you guys can all have this. Once again, follow us on Instagram. There's great content there. I'm gonna start off with number one, simply doing 
negatives. Okay. This is where most people struggle is they try to get more pull-ups by just doing pull-ups. And unfortunately that's typically not how it works. Making sure you're doing negatives. You're spending a couple seconds on the way down three to five seconds, constantly um, resetting, letting your feet hit the floor, jumping up and going from there. It is absolutely game changing. Um, isometric holds at the top once again. So it's easier for you to see. Um, we'll also put a link down for a full YouTube video on this isometric holds at the top dead hangs where you hold it at the bottom um, as well as resistance band assisted pull-ups. Those are all huge. You can have someone assist you, but like breaking down the movement, into parts into slowing it down um as like they're they're honestly amazing um so those are like some of my biggest tips for like getting your first pull up like breaking it down into different parts hanging at the top hanging at the bottom improving grip strength improving um, back strength and just going slower um these things will all make a huge difference yeah honestly i'd really just recommend watching our either our youtube video or our tiktok reel we just put up uh, we kind of break through like the progressions to it and like anything you know it really is doable if you just you know follow the progressions like as long yeah. as you go through the steps you know you take your time you accept you know sometimes it's the worst like you're in there and you're like oh i feel like i'm brutal at this i'll never learn i don't get better you know but even like the example of learning to push up you just keep showing up you just keep being consistent and you find your way through it and it really goes a long way so we'll definitely link those um, I think that'll be pretty awesome. Today was a really fun episode. I think we covered some incredible topics. You got anything extra to add there, Kyle? Yeah. So just one last thing I was even going to say myself, like as I'm on a quest to lose about 10 pounds for the summer, like I know that my pull-ups will increase as I lose that body fat and just lose some pounds there. So like, that's just one thing to take into consideration. Typically, if you lose a little bit of weight, you know, it doesn't have to be a ton. I do say a lot of people's um, pull-ups will increase. If you have access to a lat pull-down, that's literally the exact same movement in just a bit of a different form, like really making sure to do some lat pull-downs. Um, any back work will help any sort of rows, like really just adding all these things in like it, obviously it is tough though because like i find it's best when this is periodized and when you have someone to help you like if you're just like mindlessly like trying to add everything you can like sometimes it can work but at a certain point it is nice to have a bit of help that's of course what josh and myself are here for as your online fitness coach and you know essentially someone who can help you get the results that you deserve so thank you everyone once again for listening. Uh, we're really happy to hear everyone's been enjoying the episodes more and more. We've really been trying to cover things that we're really passionate about, but we love hearing your questions. Uh, you know, to submit a question for Mailbox Monday, just shoot us a DM. We will answer it. We will get back to you. Don't be thrown off that we got like 40 something thousand followers. Uh, you know, we spend a lot of time in those DMs, more time than I care to admit. Um, but I love talking to everyone. It's pretty freaking awesome, you know, hearing from everyone, especially at this stage. So this is a great opportunity to get your specific question answered. You can just DM us there. Um, you know, once again, if you want to leave a review for the episode, that really means the world. We got a ton right now. Um, let's take a second and actually just shout out someone who left an incredible review because it really goes a long way to helping us out on Apple. I know most people are on Spotify, but you know, we're trying to take over. We're trying to get this podcast way out there, you know, especially everyone's liking it so much may as well get some more uh, people listening into it. So we're going to go ahead and shout out two, five, one, one, six, seven. And they said, I started my fitness journey roughly three months ago. It hasn't been that long, but I have seen changes in my body. I have a full-time job and a full-time student before I would tend to lose motivation very quickly. Overall, I didn't know much about fitness, but this podcast has quite literally changed my life. It is incredibly helpful and it's very fun to listen to as well. Not like other boring fitness podcasts. I'm proud of the changes I've made in my life with the help of Kyle and Josh, 100% recommend. 
And that really means a lot. You know, thank you so much for that review. Really helps get out there. It's awesome to see that we've been getting more and more reviews. I noticed we have 500% monthly uh, growth with the amount of reviews we've got, which is pretty freaking cool. So thanks again, everyone, for taking the time to do that. And we'll see you in the next episode. Peace out. Peace and love always. Did I read that one before?